Welcome to the Video Made Simple podcast where we help take the mystery out of video and break through the monotony of day-to-day communication for marketers, entrepreneurs and clients. Watch and listen to the world's best video strategists, business leaders and communication experts to supercharge the way you sell, market and teach. How would the world change if you were an exceptional communicator? You said it the way you said it because that's the way it needs to be said in the moment. Open your mind to the potential of video. It's all about showing rather than telling people. The whole idea was to create bingeable content. This guy actually made me a video he took the time that's probably the type of support and care i'm going to get when i'm paying these people a lot of money for their product and lead your business into a world of modern communication you don't have to spend millions of dollars your spielberg production to get an outcome within 24 hours of opening that email we can tell they are watching that full 20 minutes and video is the most powerful tool for convincing and converting so we are in the driver's seat with practical tips that will help you become a better video marketer this is the Video Made Simple podcast. And this is only a measure. It can only get better. It can only get better. Hello, video marketing professionals. Welcome to the podcast that takes the mystery out of producing videos. And I'm your host, Chris Schwager, and I'm so happy to be joined this week by Mr. Brendan Southall. Hello, Brendina. Brendina. I haven't heard that one for a while. That goes back to school days, doesn't it? Well, we've got a special guest today where I'm so personally so excited to have Ross on the show. How did we find Ross, Brendan? I find him really quite a lovely guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we, we found Ross on uh, on LinkedIn uh, initially. I think a, a LinkedIn outreach campaign, and then mm. over time, we engaged with a lot of our content and build trust and whatever. And then, uh, yeah, came time to reaching out. And there he was. Ross McKay is from Canberra, Australia, and he's the director of Yonder, a lean startup consultancy and brand new DIY video program. Yeah. Uh, Yonder focuses on training corporate and private teams to quickly commercialize products, services, and processes using best spoke education. Since 1985, he's used his expertise to reboot tech startups that hit the wall, that hit the wall. And we're really curious to see how he's using the DIY videos to help his business and improve the experience for his clients. Here's our chat with Ross McKay. In 2003, I did start an MBA. I finished an MBA. They didn't tell me anything about startups. Everything was about existing businesses. And I went, right, okay. And then um, I thought there's gotta be a more scientific way of doing this and I stumbled across in 2013, Ash Myra, who invented LeanStack, and went, aha, scientific testing with a customer problem focus was what he was on about. I went, there it is. That's, that's the thing. Because it takes so long and so much effort to start a business and then realize that it's not going to reach what you want it to, where I kept on stumbling all the time. I wanted bigger horizons than I was building for myself. So then I started a few more and then I crashed and burnt spectacularly. I did a passion project. You know where they say, follow your passion, never work in a day in your life? Follow your passion and you'll go broke ass is what is my lesson for you. Because I thought, because I know everything about this, because this is my driving force, I can ignore all the stuff I've learned over the past 20 years and just go ahead and spend the money. So, and I had plenty of superannuation stacked away from my stint in the government. Yes, 
Let's go and do this. Oh, buy this. Oh, yeah, build that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, start this line. And so it was supposed to be a multidisciplinary line, and, and that's a great way of starting, is starting small and then doing something. But I just started spending money, realized that I wasn't getting, you know, this wasn't going to work, and too late. And then I thought, hmm, education costs, and a great education costs a lot, and me spending my superannuation on this great education of how not to do a startup, I thought maybe I can help other people out. Oh, well, that sounds like such an amazing journey that you've been on and for you to go and burn yourself so dramatically. I feel for you. (laughs) I do feel for you. So tell me, how does, I guess, you're in this world of video now, right? This is a video podcast, but I'm so interested in your um, interpretation, I guess, is where how video plays a role in the world of startups. There's two constants in startups. One is that you never have enough time, and the other one is that you're always learning something. You've got to learn something every day. Do something every day that sucks. And I thought, I hate doing video uh, because I'm just, you know, I felt I didn't have the head for it. I was just... Too much, too, it's too difficult to learn how to do all this stuff. So I went, all right, well, let's, let's start doing video. Because I'm a kinetic visual learner, I thought video is obviously the way to do it. Let's try and see how we can invent this or reinvent it so that it's not a talking head. So I'm still working on that. You've got to do alternative channels. That's the real big thing because I don't have time to watch video. Unless it's five minutes, I'm, I'm, not, I'm out of there. Unless someone's at the point, I scroll through. I'm now going through the process of how to have on-demand video that really works for visual kinetic learners and then alternate ways of delivering that. You're looking like Steve Jobs. I just kind of point that out right now. Um, You're like the, the you, mock crew. I just want to pay particular attention to the amazing image quality that we've set up, I guess, for Ross, but it wouldn't be as good as it is unless you had such a stylish hipster as as Ross. Uh, we're definitely paying tribute to Steve Jobs in this episode. <laughs> I just didn't grab the first thing that I found to put on. <laughs> What's been the findings here, you know, because uh, we're very aware of where you've come from and the trial and error phase of trying to do videos yourself. What has been the revelation in the last maybe three, four months since kind of adopting a new professional way of producing content? I really notice shitty video right now. It stands out so badly. I found that even for just a Zoom meeting, that video quality really matters. If people want to use their phone as they're walking down the street, good luck to them. It's not me. The way I've got this set up, the way you've set it up for me, but is to have a teleprompter, is to have the video, I know where it is, I press a button and I'm boom, I'm ready to go, I'm learning how to present, I'm learning how to edit and all that sort of stuff. It's a whole new world. Honestly, it's it's changed my life. You suddenly see a different way of doing things that's way, way better than what you were doing before. Why is it important? You know, like you, you say quality is important, but people have different variations of this, but yet majority of people still uh, suffer with this substandard image quality and, and present. I mean, there's so, so many things that are wrong with it, but why do you think it's important to... Look, that's really interesting. I can't speak for anybody else. I can only speak for myself. I switch off more videos than I watch. 
even stuff that's got quality in there. I will stop watching a video, find the transcript and read it lying in bed rather than watch a poor quality video. And I just get this tick, 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 uh, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, trying to get, get to the blasted point. Mm. And when you've got poor image quality, poor sound quality, poor editing, ill-thought-out formatting, mm. it just drives me mad. It's a crowded market out there. There's a huge amount of competition. Get your shit together and start doing it properly, and suddenly you've taken away the variables that you can control quite easily, and then it's down to your quality of the content. So by minimising all those distractions, the amount of tasks that one has to go through to produce a video properly, and you, you hadn't mentioned in that mix messaging and present, presenting that message, right? <laughs> so <laughs> the editing editing is right, like you're right and saying, yeah, cut out all the crap. But, you know, if they'd got the crap right in the first place, maybe they would have had a more coherent and more valuable piece of content. That messaging is, is really super important because I do the old Winston Churchill thing. I'll write everything out that I want to get in there and slowly start boiling it down, coalescing it. And I'm the worst one to be talking for the next half an hour about something I'm passionate about. Just, you have to cut me off. But I know nobody else is. Nobody, yeah. nobody else wants to hear yeah. my interesting anecdote about, you know, stubbing the tail on this. They want the, to get the information so they can get, the purpose of watching the video is to learn and they want to learn. So, and the quickest way to do that is to get the message up front work out how it's the best way to deliver it and then get the message at the back. And that's, that's what I try and do. We'll be back in a moment with Ross Mackay. Are your DIY videos holding you back? Nowadays, videos, everything, and there's a more streamlined way, and you saw it with Ross, how good does he look? to present yourself professionally on video rather than a crappy quality webcam. And you can do it all from the convenience of your desk. It's called the DIY Video Program. The DIY Video Program allows you to create course content, send personalized sales, video and emails, record regular video updates for social media, and look and sound just amazing in every video interaction with a single push of a button uh, anywhere in the world. So you're getting professional lights, you're getting professional sound, camera, teleprompter, and all the skills you need to supercharge how you sell, market, and teach. Learn more and go to richfilms.com.au slash DIY. How you uh, use video to help market the startups that you're working with, uh, as well as yourself. You know, what, what's the process look like there? How do you use video to, to do that? That's a terrific question. And, and to be honest, I'm still working on it. I've got a business coach who blasts me all the time for being a perfectionist. And I know I am, but I, I still haven't nailed what I'm trying to do. What I try and do is to get, is to use my iPad as a drawing implement, uh, and zoom in, zoom out. Uh, so I, I record my iPad, I record my screen and I record me. Me being me, I sometimes do them at a separate I do different takes and then record them and overlay them. And what I'm trying to do is to replicate the an in-person one-on-one experience as you would if a person was sitting in front of you. When with kinetic learners like me, it's watch, see, do. And so I make sure there's a doing component in there and that requires graphics. I'm trying to invent what I'm what I'm trying to do without being derivative of somebody else. You know, it'd be much easier just to copy somebody else who's quite successful, but I'm trying to get 
the best of those things and figure out what they're doing and then try and recreate it. And I've got a whole bank of stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm working on at the one time. You know, there's about 40 different tools. I've, I think I've got about 100 all up in my bank um, ready to go. And so I'm just trying to make sure that there's a consistent templated format that I'm working with. And one, one of the things that you have been able to do is just cut a vast portion of what it takes to produce a video by having this ready at your desk to turn on and go. So then it's just about how you increase the engagement for the viewer by integrating those, I guess, three sources of imagery to kind of keep it alive. You're taking away the variable of image quality and reliability. And so you just know, I mean, I reach over, I, I hit the button, I, I check that um, I haven't got a booger hanging out of my nose and away I go and it just works. And being able to go, I think I'm going to do a video. That thing that you taught me of, g'day Ross, um, just thought I'd drop you a line. Uh, yeah. How are you going? What, call me, blah, blah, blah. This is really good. Have a look at the, have a look at the document I sent through. That's so super powerful. It blows my mind. Every single day, I find there's a different way that I can use video. It just it's, makes life a lot simpler because you don't have to write stuff down. You don't have to do any graphics. You don't have to call anyone and say, could you do a video for me? You just go and do it, spend a bit of time on Camtasia, make it a great video. If I want a really great video, I'll send it to you guys and then get you to do those that you know, wizardry that you do. Normally, it's just bang, 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 zip a dip, and it's done, and you get it out there. I'm not spending, honestly, I can do a half a dozen videos to reply to people who've sent me emails in 15 minutes. Yeah. It's super personalized, it's direct, it's me. Yeah, I, instead of going, oh, you know, write down another video, write down another email, and even if you're doing the same things over and over again, it still takes a lot more time to write it down and, and cut and paste it into an email than it does to record it and just send it off. How are people responding to that? Do they prefer it over reading a text-based email? Or They're sometimes surprised, uh, but I, I get better openings. I get better opening rates. And hopefully it's the people I'm talking to. But <laughs> hopefully it's the content, right? You know, they, they, they love what I'm, what I'm saying. But the, having a video there, especially when you embed it into your email, is fabulous. You know, they just go click and you know, there's a message. Message below is where I go. It's exactly the same as somebody walking inside into your office and you go, g'day, how are you going? Did you get that thing I sent you? When you're sitting at home and I sit at this desk a lot of hours a day and I, I feel like I'm not. The types of clients that are uh, kind of bamboozling us, wowing us more to the point, are the ones that are you know, taking on this homework, I guess, and, and actually producing content. They're taking it for what it is, but they're also distributing it. They're also getting it out there. Understand that it's not perfect, but keep chipping away and incorporating that with the coaching that they're getting and this sort of onboarding with the DIY video program is a really good indication that they're serious about what they're doing and they're proactive about really learning on the job if you like the fact that they've got a great support mechanism to be able to do that it's not just like oh i bought a ring light isn't that the answer to everything you know <laughs> they've actually <laughs> the way i look at it is that if you have uh, a long tail video uh, or a long tail object that you're creating then you up the quality if you have a short life video then just pump it out there because 
They can look at it once and then go, see you later. I believe that you could even do more with, with the person-to-person thing. I, I, I think that there's still questions to be answered that could be coached through in what you guys do. And I think that's one the, the two real value points, the video equipment the and the back software backup. But the coaching that you do, and there's a lot of coaching that still could be done after that, to get a person, it's beyond video ready, it's video comfortable. There's a lot more, I believe, that you could do, and there's a lot more that I can only speak for myself that I'd pay for. Well, hey, Brennan, Brennan can you knock up an invoice to Savo? Because uh, we've got some more, <laughs> we've got some more, <laughs> there is some more coaching to do for us. Uh, I think that's probably the next step. But yeah, I agree, man. I agree. And the way that you talk about responding with video is makes complete sense because I know how easy it is to find the perfect text-based wording of emails to make sure that nothing is misinterpreted because email and text is so easily yeah misinterpreted as like can go either way you've got to make sure you take you keep emotion away from it you stick to the point you try and keep it singular in its in its messaging so you're not trying to add too many things into the mix and that is a lot of work for someone to actually knock up an email all the time i will say things that i think are humorous and uh, if i'm saying them in video, it actually comes across exactly. You're not missing the cues that you do in email, and that's and to me, that's super valuable because I know that if you if you don't know who I am, that I'm not that real super slick down professional guy. I'm I'm a guy who likes who who just likes to live in in the moment and and deliver what I what I'm what I'm doing that I'm passionate about. Sometimes that can get misinterpreted in the written word. So therefore, uh, it cuts out the middleman. One of the things that you said in your recent interview with us was that you're adopting a video first, you know, mindset that, you know, you're not, your instinct isn't to reply uh, and do things the way that they've already been done because that's becoming inefficient and slow. You're actually looking at video to improve the efficiency and the authenticity, I guess, of your communications with anybody, um, but primarily because you're taking, removing all of the uncertainty and all of the potential questions that could actually derive from not getting that email right. Like it's creating more questions than it should, you know, whereas you can kind of square off a lot of that by by having it real, you know, by having it real, you know, obviously that's it. We all know, and I, I don't mind your booger line earlier, by the way, like keep the booger in as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that's a bit too real for me. <laughs> okay, just just for the for, for the audience, uh, there is a replay button. You can actually re-record your content. You don't have to put up with the booger, all right? As long as you catch it early and you don't go too long in your video message, you can just hit the redo button. <laughs> and the beauty of editing, the, the beauty of being able to edit out the ums and the ahs, because I, I think as I'm talking and sometimes it just veers off, and being able to edit that out, man, that's that's super powerful. This video first thing, it's TikTok for grown-ups is the way I look at it because I'm never going to be on a TikTok. 
But creating the stuff that really smart people are creating on TikTok and looking at it from a business sense and going, yeah, I see what you're doing here. And then trying to redo that is what I'm trying to do. Uh, so, Ross, I've seen on your LinkedIn profile that you, you've you got in your tagline there that you re- reboot startups. What, what does that actually mean? Mid-stage startups, so they're after funding and they've got a runway and they're generally getting either to product uh, solution fit or product market fit. Rebooting a startup means uh, transformation in a moving feast. Uh, business transformation is something that I was really interested in back in the day where you've got established business um, uh, plans, your business model works, you've got customers, all that sort of stuff. You're just a bit stale and you need to reboot. Um, and that was that was called business transformation. Startups, they've been funded to do a certain, to, to get to a certain point, to do a certain amount of research to find either problem solution fit, which is where the customer problem is matched to a solution that is both uh, viable, uh, feasible, as well as being desirable, or to product market fit. Is there holy grail? Very few startups ever get to product market fit. What is happening is that the is that you have startups who are funded and then they their runways running out and they haven't got the growth figures that they anticipated, and so basically it's a all right. Let's just stop and pause for a moment. Have a little think about the major things in in uh, within your organisation, and shall we uh, shall we pause? Uh, shall we pivot? Shall we persevere, or or change something? So we we, we look at the evidence that's already there, and then um, and then gather some new evidence. Uh, often there's not there's really. <laughs> Very little evidence of of it at all in in startups, yeah. Because <laughs> because we all know, right? As as entrepreneurs, we know the customer better than they know themselves. So yeah, we we don't need to gather evidence. <laughs> what can you do for the DIY video program? You got three things. You've got your customer. You've got the value proposition, and I think that's I think your value proposition is different than um, is better than what you think it is. Uh, you've got your channels, and I think there's other channels that you could be using, uh, or you've got your revenue model. And that revenue model, I think, is I, – I, I believe you've yeah. got a, a better revenue model than the one you've got now. And I say this uh, seriously because it was brought up in our latest board meeting that whilst you know the DIY program is not necessarily a startup in its own entity or whatever, but it is like a, a pretty significant product offering – for, for us, where it's, there's a lot of engineering that, you know, still needs to, to go into it for it to be, you know, viable to the masses and, and kind of have the polished edge to it that makes purchasing easy. And so, yeah, certainly wouldn't rule out uh, yourself to, to be able to support in, in, in the development of the, of the rollout. One thing that I really like is working with uh, – people and products that inspire me. And look, not pissing in your pocket at all. This inspires me. The, um, there's, I believe that there's money being left on the table in almost all organisations. We love our solutions. With just a tweak, suddenly dozens of people more uh, every day start loving our solutions and you get that hockey stick curve and you're going, 
yeah, yeah, I'm really smart. And you forget about all, all of that hassle and all the, all of the all of the sleepless nights that you went through to get there. But you, you just go, yeah, good on me. Uh, but it's it's generally the little things and the outside the outside view of the of the whole that you can't get when you're in there. Unless you're someone really special like Steve Jobs or someone who obviously could, um, but um, really special like Steve, people like Steve Jobs. When, when I reckon that with perseverance and resilience and um, uh, a bit of kindness, you, ordinary people achieve extraordinary things. And that's what I try. I, I reckon that most of us are just ordinary people. All startup owners are just ordinary people who've got itchy feet and see a, see a long horizon, want to follow that horizon. And by applying a bit of scientific methodology to it, we can do that. And what I really, I just hate seeing really great products go down because they've got a poor business model. You know, it's just, it's such a shame because what always happens is that a week, a month, a year later, someone else has come up with the same idea but using a different business model and you're going, that was, I mean, imagine how Skype felt when uh, when Zoom took over. What's Skype? Yeah, that- <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, exactly. Sorry, Brent, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off earlier, but uh, that, that was a really great, a great response too. I mean, I really appreciate you uh, crystallizing that as, w- as well and, and in the process, I guess, uh, getting us to understand more about where your expertise lies. And I'm serious about, you know, a consultation or some way to, to see how we might be able to work together because we know, we know that people raise their eyebrows unlike anything else that we talk about when it comes to promoting the DIY video program. And it, it's because it, it, it is addressing someone's um, ethos ecosystem, whatever you want to say, to the rawest part of their body. They've all gone through the eight hours sitting in their car trying to perfect a video. They've all gone through buying equipment and having it sit on their desk or or in the bloody thing and collecting dust. They've all gone through uh, the editing hassle and not knowing what to do and coming out with a crappy product after spending six hours. So these are real pain points of real people that, that think that video is just a couple of little one, two, three steps and then it's done, right? And I'm not understanding that there's actually more like 25, 30, 40, 50 steps to getting it right and to repeating that process. So it's kind of like for us, I mean, it's like how do we keep tapping into that to that person, that behavior um, to then come out the other side with a solution that is ultimately you know, far more superior than they've ever... All great solutions come from the problems from the previous great solution. So whatever you did before, if it was great, then there's, by asking your customer where, what problems they have with it, you'll find the friction points, you'll find the thing. And that's why you'll find that there's a different solution to be had with it from within your own solution. That's why uh, innovation is a continuous and ongoing process. You just can't, uh, you, you can't do your customer discovery and then go, that's it, done, which is which a lot of us do, right? Um, but you can't do it. You've got, it, you've got to structure that customer discovery in, uh, and ha- into your processes and have a, uh, a curious startup mind 
throughout the, your business life. When I was considering how to solve my, I, I, I had decided that video was where, where I wanted to go. Uh, all I wanted to find out was how to, and you know, you, you you get on you get on YouTube, right? That's how you do. You see what other people are doing, um, and it's always here's here's my setup, and you go, yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I can see all the components. I just don't know, you know, where to get them. I don't know what I what would buy would be right. But everybody else had a solution that was about um, them doing stuff for me. You had a solution that was about me doing stuff for me. And I will never lose the stuff that I do for myself. If I get someone else to do for me, it's just, it's ephemeral. It just goes. Mm. I, I haven't learned anything at all. I, I've purchased a provider. I've, someone's done a task for me. I haven't learned anything. I wanted to learn uh, because learning's in, in my DNA. And uh, when you guys came up with that, I think, yep, this, this, this is the answer. Oh, and you sent me a uh, one of those brochure. really sexy yeah. uh, video brochures. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man, I'm in love with that, I tell you. I, I, I just go, well, it was, how could I use this? <laughs> and it was like going back to I our question before. And it was like going back to our the question before we brought you on the show was sort of talking to Brennan about how we first connected. And it was LinkedIn, but I recall the – when we started the initial sales process, it, it fizzled at one point and the opportunity went cold and we had that flagged in our system. And so instead of, you know, giving you endless amounts of calls and bugging you on email or whatever, we decided to pop a video into a video brochure and send it off with this, you know, caring message of saying, yeah, well, no, we've dropped off. We're just sort of interested to see if you're still serious about video marketing in this way. Um, you know, love to pick it up and have a chat. And obviously something happened in in that moment i just probably kick it back to you i guess what happened there like was it couldn't have been just oh they've sent us a video brochure i think i'll give these guys another call or or, like (laughs) how did it all come about was it just timing the startup i was working in was tiptoeing a fine line uh and i wasn't sure whether i would have any more revenue coming in from that particular startup and i'm and i thought can I afford this? You know, it's it's a lot of money, and um, my wife is a uh, CPA and very good at her job. And uh, every she doesn't bother me too much, except when we're getting close to bass time. And um, <laughs> so she was defining my runway for me. And uh, and I yeah yeah okay yeah well you know it's it's probably out of the question now. And then you guys came up with it with what we call in startup land a mafia offer, the offer that you can't refuse. And I went, I can't. <laughs> I, I cannot not do this. And, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> love it. That is love awesome. It. Um, right up my alley. It reminds me um, of that little video that you did for us for the, the case study. You, you mentioned the case study. You, you mentioned about, you know, wanting to do videos, buying all your equipment, going through the the hundreds of hours, setting it up, doing the recordings, multiple takes, blah, blah, blah. Didn't work. So you tried to solve it by going to buy a better camera. I, I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 
I'm sure a better camera will fix it. <laughs> no, it was never going to fix it. And honestly, you would think that a camera store would be really wired for this, but they go, here's what you want. You stick your iPhone in here, you got a little, and uh, yeah, I hear Well, here's a food for thought for you, Ross, and maybe something in consideration as to maybe how you could help. But we came to the revelation the other day that we are disrupting the iPhone market because in our particular example, it is unachievable with the same level of um, ease, speed, and scale that you can get from an iPhone. So iPhone provides mobility. So the ability to pull it out and go for it, but the look and the audio quality and the consistency with background and lens and all of that stuff, you are still not able to get uh, in just a standard iPhone. So I kind of thought that was nice. It gave my little Steve Jobs pat on the back, you know, and thought, oh. (laughs) It's absolutely right. I I remember at one stage, uh, Nokia was the the biggest um, camera manufacturer in the world. Now, it's iPhone must be, the, as a singular uh, organisation, uh, you know, Samsung is probably pretty big too, but uh, there's there's a level of mediocrity that is inescapable unless you are supremely skilled with an iPhone. And, oh, look, I, I dip some lid to those people who do movies with iPhones. I go, you guys are pros. You're really, really, really good. I'm never going to be really good, and while I while I am able to be able to to to, uh, to sit around and talk about this, uh, I will never get that good, no matter how much I practice, because there's a, there's a skill level involved, uh, and you need to be taught, and you need to and you need to have the innate talent in the first place. I'm able to overcome a lack of talent in that particular facet by using a so DIY reduce the rever- uh, video. Reduce the variables of the technical aspects that come at you when you're trying to simply do a recording in this way because you, you are 100% right. You go and try and emulate an iPhone on a movie set, you've got to know your settings. You've got to know lighting. You've got to understand yeah. color temperature. You've got to understand focal length and point. It's, the, the, <laughs> it's not something that needs to be taught to the average person. You do your business. You, yeah. you, know, you control the narrative but wipe out all of the other technical hazards that could get in your way like i've just been doing a couple of zoom recordings for pharmaceutical companies in the last couple of days and this guy had got on and he was using his bluetooth headset to you know use it as a microphone and earpiece and i'm just i'm not convinced with bluetooth it's it will never be part of our our business because it is so unreliable interference dropouts you know crackles all those types of things that just get in the way of of uh, get in the way of getting it right and getting it right the first time. You know, that's why the sound, you know, is hardwired directly into the camera. That's why we don't rely on Bluetooth and all those other things. You know, just anytime you add another piece to the puzzle, you increase the potential for uh, errors and problems. And, And with those errors and problems comes, like, comes frustration. And then if it's frustrating, it's like, ah, it's bloody too hard, never works. 
I've got Apple gear everywhere. I, I have my whole ecosystem is Apple, except where I'm forced. I've, I've got a, a system behind me that I keep locked away for when I've got when I've got to use um, um, uh, Microsoft. But this headphone, it links to random <laughs> objects. I might be talking using video. I go, what the hell's going on? Why can't I hear anybody? You know, it's <laughs> CB radio from the truck driver coming down there. Yeah, Richard Tanger, 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 brother. Um, look, I'm I'm very aware, Ross. We have gone over time. I know that you and Brendan are, have got better things to to uh, to get on with for your day. But uh, I just wanted to t- say thank you so much for sharing some of your experience. I guess uh, both from a video only perspective as well as how it's integrating with startups. I'm very keen to continue this conversation outside of the show and see how we can work together. Absolutely. Look, it's been an absolute pleasure. I love what you guys are doing. I get inspired by seeing smart people solving problems that in a different way and more power to you. If you want to learn more about Startup Transformation or Ross Mackay, have a look at the show notes for details. Transformation can be highly disruptive. It can in most instances, but with the right strategy, it can be what your business needs to move forward. Thanks for tuning in. That's all for this episode of Video Made Simple Podcast, and we'll see you next week.